Welcome to episode eight of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. My name is Sebastian Lorenzo, the host of this podcast and a sales manager with Revolution Mortgage. And in this episode, we're talking with Carly Sablotny of the Sablotny team with Keller Williams Living. We talk with Carly about the creative purchasing options she and her team use to help more families purchase homes, her role as the host of ADTV here in Cleveland, and how it's helped her business and how she and her team grew to be in the top one and a half percent of agents in the nation. As always, make sure to take some notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues and leave us five stars on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with Carly Sablotny of the Sablotny team at Keller Williams Living. How are you, Carly? I am great. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. So one question I like to ask, um, you know, all the, all the real estate agents I bring on the podcast is what's your why? Like what, what, um, what makes you so excited about being a real estate agent in Cleveland? Yeah. So I feel like my, my why over the years has gotten, it's, it's grown. Right. Right. So I, you know, professionally I've worked with a lot of people who thought homeownership was unattainable. So that's one of my favorite things to do is to help get them there. And then for myself, um, I came from a career where I kind of felt stagnant, like I didn't have, I kind of hit the ceiling and I didn't have anywhere else to go. So real estate really presented the opportunity for infinite growth and being able to run my own business is definitely better suited for me than sitting in an office from nine to five um, or, you know, really having a whole lot of other rules to follow from someone else. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, I think pretty much, you know, everyone in this, in this business, whether you're, you know, like a lender, real estate agent, we all share that sort of, um, like same goal, like helping people attain, you know, obtain a home rather, you know, even when they thought it was impossible. Um, so it brings me kind of, a brings, brings me to my next point. So we were discussing like your typical clients over email, right? Right before we started the podcast. Um, and you mentioned you were working with all kinds of buyers, uh, you know, not specifically first time home buyers or sellers or investors, but kind of, you know, kind of everybody, right? Which helps you stay afloat in all the markets um, in any market that you're in. So what you specifically mentioned that you offer your clients like creative options, right? And and I'm just curious what, what some of those options are. Oh, there are so many. Yeah, so we work with everyone. Um, a lot of agents and coaches will advise you to sort of concentrate on a niche, a neighborhood mm-hmm. or a type of buyer. There's nothing wrong with that, but I've always liked to learn things and keep busy. So we work with a little bit of everything. Um, as far as creative financing, we really take the time to, um, work with lenders. We actually don't have any co-marketing currently. Um, not because we're not open to it, but because we've been very careful about that because we really want to advise our clients based on their needs officially. So we do that. There are, So we get to know a lot of different lenders, mortgage brokers, companies, and all of their programs. We take the time to get to know the client and see what their needs are and connect with the lender to see what their needs are there. Do they need concessions? We also work with a lot of um, rent-to-own clients. So that is an entire spiral there. Um, But we have a lot of clients that either utilize that program or they're interested in it because they think they can't buy a house. And then we dive into conversation with them and come to find out maybe they're 60 days out. So they don't always utilize that program, but it allows us to open a lot of conversations and build a lot of trust with clients that 
may not be willing to speak out or speak with a agent or a lender otherwise. Right. Um, so we do a ton of that. And then yeah. there's mouth and they come back. So. Right. So for these, for rent to own, which I think is a very interesting program and I really like what I kind of want to focus on, um, what sort of, so who benefits most from rent to own sort of, um, programs and then who are your typical like rent to own candidates, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, just tell me more about how that works. So the qualifications for the rent to own program are specifically for clients that are well on their way to purchasing for any number of reasons. So the FICO score requirements a little bit lower, the down payments a little bit lower. Um, it's one to 2% flat and your FICO score requirements of 550. So the goal is to within three years or less, get them fully mortgage ready. Uh, right. Once they're approved, they house hunt like any normal buyer. So as long as the house sure. that's for sale, qualifies for the program and it's within their budget mm -hmm. that they're approved for, you can extend an offer from the rent to own company. They buy it cash and then okay. the client has up to three years to buy it back. Part of their monthly payment is going into this bucket um, that the company is setting aside. It's a down payment savings. So if they go the right. whole three years, they have a 10% down payment or they can you know, put a lesser down payment and whatever that looks like with those funds, um, or they sure. get the option to cash out and take 80% of it. So maybe life changed. They had triplets. It wasn't expected. They'd take 80% of those funds and go buy something else. So the best client for this, we find we do a lot of financial education, honestly, utilizing this program. Mm -hmm. um, it might be for those who are not great at saving on their own, or maybe they are in the process of a divorce. That comes up a lot right. because the house is not in their name and Ohio is a spousal state. Um, Self-employed individuals, contractors, things like that, that are maybe they need some time to get their tax returns together. Someone who is very used to renting and they want to buy, but they kind of want to dip their toes in slowly. It's a really good fit for that. Awesome. Um, like maybe they don't yeah. want to just jump into home ownership and, you know, but they, sure. the program has criteria, so they're not going to buy this house yeah. that needs a new roof and a new furnace the next day. They're going to protect right. them from that. So sure. it's, it's, what, there's a lot of things that we use it for. What sort of, um, is that, are there any, like, is that an Ohio specific thing or is it across country? Um, there's a couple programs that do it and it kind of depends okay. where most of them are in certain areas. So the program we use the most is available in certain markets. And so Northeast Ohio, it has a list of counties that they cover. I think there's maybe 10 mm -hmm. or 12. It's a decent amount. Sure. And it's in other states and other markets as well. Um, cool. It's going to be a little more expensive than your standard rent payment because of that yeah. added equity credit. So sure. they have expanded in markets, but it's not a fit for markets where maybe the rent's already kind of high, um, right. you know, or the, maybe the home values aren't appreciating as much as they need them to. So they're not everywhere, but there are a lot of places. Cool. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I saw, I, I mean, I've come across like the Divi, uh, Divi homes, which I know that does something like that, um, in, in other States, but, um, yeah. yeah and sorry, it is Divi. 
Oh, it is Divi. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that's because it sounded familiar. I started working with them like right after. Yeah. Very soon, as soon as they entered the Cleveland market, so they become okay. this large, almost corporation at this point. Yeah. So when I started with them, I was texting the company owner to sign offers. That's how it's really? small. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great program, like you said, and I think um, specifically with like self-employed individuals, I know for like when it comes to you know applying for a mortgage, you have to have a certain amount of years of like, um, you know, self-employment mm-hmm. history. And so, you know, you can get into this while you build up that equity, like you said, build up the equity and um, oh, then bankruptcy. eventually qualify. Also, sorry, I didn't mean to bankruptcy. interrupt you. Um, no, because you have up to three years, um, different mm-hmm. bankruptcy chapters have different amounts of times where you can qualify for a mortgage. So you can start that process a little bit earlier awesome. if you have filed for bankruptcy and been discharged. Sure. Yeah, that's a great, that, I mean, it's a great program. I think, I'll, and I think a lot more people like should know about it, you know, and I, and I don't think there's enough, I feel like I don't see enough about it, which is why I wanted to talk to you about it when I, you know, I saw that you was, it was something that you were, um, you know, you were working with often. So I guess on another side, I wanted to kind of segue in a different direction, right? Um, I saw, we, I, we didn't really talk too much about this, but I saw a little bit about this um, that you're into or you're doing called ADTV and um, very interested in, in how you became the host of it and, and what it is. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So ADTV, they have, they're in a bunch of different markets. It's actually an Emmy nominated show. Um, It is a real estate and lifestyle show. So it's not like a reality show or anything like that. Um, So they're in a bunch of different markets throughout the US and they are, um, they have a lender version as well called Financing the American Dream. Sorry, let me close that. Um, it's called financing the American dream. And then I'm on the American dream selling Ohio. So it airs in our market. They're also, sometimes they pick your segment and put it, I think I'm in Dayton where I was this past weekend. So it's, it's a fun show. They have local agents, local expert, local lenders, um, showcasing just the real Cleveland, right? So we have a little bit of freedom to plan our segments. So I actually did one with our women's council installation in November. I'm the president of our women's council chapter here in Northeast Ohio, um, third largest in the country. Awesome. But with ADTV, um, someone who's already on the show when they were moving into the Cleveland market, they approached and said, who do you recommend? So. I was on that list, but they also ran numbers of top agents in the area. So we had three different meetings to pick from, and there was probably mm-hmm. 30 people in each meeting. And from there, they narrowed it down somehow to a couple less people in a Zoom meeting. There was maybe, hmm, I don't know, 20 or so people in that Zoom meeting. And then they picked, sure. I think, eight or so of us to actually host it. So I, cool. I don't know how they picked me. Um, yeah. Anyone sits there and thinks like, oh, I've got what it takes to be on TV. Um, right. But it's a lot of fun and it's a really cool thing to share with my clients, especially yeah. if they have a cool house and I can say, hey, I can actually feature this on TV. How do you feel about that? Um, sure. 
And it's fun too, because we get, I, I know people that have been on house hunters and you don't really get the content. So they make us yeah. a, we get a promo reel, we get the, the video, we get the whole segment, and then we can also use it. Say we featured a business, they can also mm -hmm. use that content. So it's, it's kind of a win-win either way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's awesome. Has it, um, so do you think like, how, you think it's helped in your, I guess your, your career at all, like rather with, with getting new clients or anything like that? Uh, so I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like if anything, it builds a little bit of rapport with a new client. Absolutely. Like sure. it, it's, it's kind of a weird conversation to throw in. It's nice. I can put in my email signature and say like, Oh, by the way, I'm on TV. Um, yeah. When I, when I was initially accepted and I was allowed to market it and everything was agreed upon, I sent out an email to our database and I was referred a potential listing that's a pretty, probably be the largest listing I've ever taken. If I mm -hmm. get it, they were, mm -hmm. you know, months out from talking, but it was a, yeah. it allowed for a really nice conversation and it would work out both ways because it's a really special house to them. So being able to just commemorate it that way. Sure. Yeah. Would Put be on TV. Really nice. Yeah. I think at a listing appointment, if it, you know, if the house is a good fit, I think it would definitely for the right seller, you know, not everyone's going to want their house on TV, sure, um, but sure. it, it could help. Um, yeah. And it's been interesting for recruiting team members as well. I would never try to recruit someone just because maybe they could be on TV, but as mm -hmm. the whole list of fun, cool things our team offers, Hey, we're also on TV. So yeah. It's yeah. I don't know That's that awesome. I have any direct metrics from it yet, but sure, sure. I hope so. How long have you been doing it? I filmed my first segment in November and it's okay. due every other month. So I've done two. And I'm in the planning process for the third one. The third. All right. Cool. That's awesome. So speaking of, so is this also with your team or is this just like a one, like a you thing or how does that work? I'm officially the host okay. as far as the team. Um, one of the guidelines for the show is they don't generally want more than two people in camera at a time. I yeah. mean, there could be other yeah. people in the background, um, but they don't want me to interview four or five people. So mm -hmm. sometimes some of the other hosts will bring on like a team member or something mm -hmm. okay. like that. But cool. they, they've come to the shoots with me and taken like behind the scenes photos. And, yeah. um, you know, I get at the women's council event that we had, I was able to pick a couple people to interview that I thought would really enjoy it and do a great job at it. So it's been cool. They, they have fun with it too. And yeah. they get to connect me with businesses and potential listings too that way. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and actually brings me to like uh, in the next point that I wanted to touch on specifically your team. Um, I mentioned it or I saw somewhere and I don't know where I saw this, but the, the Sablotny team is um, became, you know, in the top one, one and a half percent of agents in the nation. Right. Uh, I'm curious how that, how that happened and, what, I guess, what to what do you attribute that sort of success? Yeah, so that's a real trends metric. Um, mm -hmm. Tom Ferry does that calculation somehow. I don't know how they do it because awesome. I don't know if it's unit based or what, because um, 20 million here is not going to be the same as 20 million in you know, Beverly Hills. That's like one house. Sure. 
Um, yeah. So I, I spent 13 years in the service industry. Uh, I didn't finish college because I hated it and I thought I was going to stay there. Um, and then I got my real estate license with the goal to sell one property a month. And I just fell in love with it, started eating, sleeping, drinking real estate. Um, so from the time I got my license to about the next year, I continued a full-time job on top of it. And I sold 32 units, which was kind of a lot for a new agent in 2017. Yep. Quit my job, doubled my business as a solo agent that year. Um, and then when I hit 80 something units on my own, it got to the point where I just could not possibly do any more on my own without help. And I had been wanting to start a team for a while, but I didn't have a whole lot of places to go to look to how to do that. So changed companies and had a lot more support with that. Um, And then I hired an admin, got a first team member. And then from there, I just had so many people coming to me interested and right. uh, now we have nine people. It's awesome. Nine. Wow. Yes. Um, and my dad got his real estate license in July at 69 years old. So he's, cool. I'm working with him too, which is a change. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of how the team grew. I did honestly a lot of authentic connections with people. So right. Until I started the team, I never did any paid leads. Um, Mm -hmm. It was all a combination of relationships I already had, utilizing social media and word of mouth, um, and also being really early on in that rent-to-own program and getting a lot of clients that way. Just continued to build on all of that and systemize and leverage and grow more and more. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think... um, you know, a lot of people, like a lot of agents start out that way with like the, um, or that's what I've seen, right? With building like around your network and social media and that kind of stuff. And I think some people leverage social media better than others. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so, I mean, when you start buying leads and stuff and you have a team, I guess it makes a lot more sense right that way, you know, because you have other, you know, especially when you bring on newer agents who are new to the business period and that kind of thing. Um, I can definitely see how you're, you know, you guys have been able to, to get into that, uh, you know, top one and a half percent, according to that metric that you've mentioned. Um, now, I guess sort of to to sum up what you what is you you've spoken about. I mean, getting to the top one and a half percent of agents, right, for your team, um, and off, offering rent to own programs or this you know sort of creative financing options among you know rent to own and among other things, right? What do you think is um, a recommendation that you would have for other team leaders or um, other agents to achieve a similar or greater level of success, right? What do you I guess what would what would be your best recommendation? Yeah. Um, I think I, I could probably think of a few things, um, share genuine stories. Um, if you're just saying who wants to buy or sell a house, um, talking only numbers, I sold this house, I sold this house, share, you know, I, I met this person 10 years ago, we went to high school together. It was so awesome to reconnect. So be genuine, help people within what we're ethically able to say um, about genuine experiences, tell stories. Um, It's just, 
it it's tremendously helpful to just be authentic and come from a place of contribution. Um, and then systemize leverage. I always said, I still say, I probably still struggle with this. I would kind of be here. Here's the point where you need to readjust your system or to leverage. And I would do it when I was here. So I've tried to actively work on that. It's a huge mm -hmm. transition to go from a solo agent to owning a team. You're running a business. You have an employee um, right. setting up payroll. I I didn't know how to do that. So right. taking a look at everything on a regular basis. Two to four times a year, look at your marketing. Look at what's happening in marketing. Like right now, video is huge. Video wasn't that big four years ago. Look no. at how you're connecting with clients, your drip campaigns. Get a CRM if you don't have one, a good one. Um, and you have to also align with the right people, right? So you're only as successful as your five to 10 closest friends. Are you at the right place? Are you working with the right team? Do you have a mentor? There should always be someone that you can talk to that's doing something bigger and better than you. Um, full transparency, one of the main reasons I left the company I started out at was because I was the top agent in the company. I had no one to go to. So, and then just last thing I'll say, so I could go on about this stuff all day sure. is to always learn, keep going yeah. to classes, retake classes you've already taken. You're always going to learn something new. You're never, you're never done. Our industry right. is forever changing. Our clients are forever changing, especially right now. We've gone through the craziest past couple of years. Ourselves, our clients have experienced things we never imagined. They're under right. tremendous stress with market conditions, whatever's going on in their life. Maybe they've lost someone, maybe they've been divorced. Um, and then we throw on this really difficult to cope with real estate market. Right. And it feels like we're underappreciated sometimes when the reality is they rely on us more than ever. Right. Everything going on. Yeah. That is happening. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's great. Um, great point. I really like what you said about um, like sharing stories. Um, I, I've literally always said this. I feel like you first have to create value for people before you ask for something. You can't like you, you offer something for free and then they'll see your value and then they'll then you can ask right or you, or, or they'll just come to you. And so I don't agree with the whole like hey you know text me to to buy or sell because just like you're saying that a thousand other agents are saying the same thing. So um, I, I I love that. Yeah. And so I guess to sum everything up, I mean, you, you've offered some really good advice here. What is, um, I guess, if someone wanted to join your team, wanted to work with you, that kind of thing, what are some of the best ways to connect with you? Yeah. So one of our longest team members DM'd me on Instagram. That made me feel very old. Um, the fact that, and it, you know, it's worked out great. So we, I mean, we're on every social media platform. Well, not Twitter. I'm not really great at Twitter and I don't love it. Right. Um, but yeah, we're Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, personal Facebook cool. page, business, um, call, text, email. Cool. We get a Good. lot of clients that fill out the form on our website. That's fine too. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And I'll, I'll throw all that information in the, uh, in the summary part of the, of the, the podcast episode. 
Um, but yeah, thanks so much, Carly. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I mean, uh, you shared some really good stuff and I think a lot of people are going to get some value from this. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you and, and seeing where your team goes, uh, maybe top 1%, top 0.5% in the future. So, um, so yeah, I, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. If you're a real estate agent in the Cleveland and surrounding areas, reach out to us on Instagram at clevelandrepodcast or send us an email at clerepodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow the podcast so you're notified of new episodes going forward. See you next time.